Uh, anyways, back to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Rune Terrible Radio. I am Blevins with me as always. It's Saucy Mail Man. What's up, buddy? Hey yo, what's going on? How's it going, dude? Ooh, it's uh it's going. <laughs> it's going. We're in the most wonderful time of the year. Spoiler season. Got like what true a hundred cards that we have spoiled right now. I don't even know. Actually, I think I would... there's 73,000. <laughs> Two, four, five, five times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, like fifty. We have well over fifty cards, close to a hundred. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Saucy Empires of the Ascended. I know it's. Uh, I am. Bef- so before they started showing the cards and whatnot, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like Shurima is a thing. Sh- uh, sure, I guess I'm excited about it. Yeah. But then after like seeing one, the animations. The oh animations my god, they're so good. Have blown me away. Uh, someone last night said it best that Riot Games is the best movie company in the game business because <laughs> of like how good this shit is. Uh, I'm I'm super excited and uh, I'm yeah. learning a lot of stuff right now about all these different champions. Mm-hmm. Someone in chat just posted the there's a uh, an article about all the height and weight of all the champions <gasps> in League of Legends Ooh. and their age. So uh, I'm looking. I'm looking through and learning. Uh, do you know Nastis is between thirty four ninety six and forty three ninety six years old? He's about four thousand years old or so. Not bad. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it doesn't have their max height. So we're trying to figure out the question before before the podcast started is how tall is Nastis when he's ascended? Right. He's a big boy. And yeah. I don't know. So if you know, uh, send us a message somewhere and let us know. Camille is eight. Okay, I need to. I'm, I I need to stop. I, need I know. To leave that I as to, a tab to look through later, same. not while we're live. Same. I had to do the same. I had the same thing because I'm like, oh, there's so much things I need to know. We we had to cut out about 15 minutes of us just going, huh? Oh, huh, yeah, that's. And good. we're uh-huh. back. All right. So that was uh, two and a half hours gone. Yeah, we wasted uh, about three or four hours just looking through different sizes. That sort of stuff really fascinates me. And I'll bring up. Same. I'll bring up a a. Uh, smaller version of the story for the podcast um mostly as a shout out to our buddy scarzig uh make sure you check out scarzig actually i think they were just on the twitch front page the other day which is pretty awesome playing rune terra um also a fight night eu caster um but long story short scarzig did uh, a couple of um Twitch streams where they went through and they calculated the size of the different wanderers like they who endure she who wanders based on uh, things of reference in the art. So, like, there's, like, some trees or something that, like, you can kind of get an idea of what size they are. And then compared to the art and reference, it's like, okay, you know, She Who Wanders is actually, like, 50 feet tall because this tree is, you know, uh, 10 feet or whatever, and there's there's five of them or essentially like that. So, um, yeah, they've done a bunch of those streams. So I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to do one on Ascended Nasus and Ascended Renekton. I'm, I'm hoping. Um, That'd be good. I need to know, how tall is that big, tall doggo? Yeah, I, I really want to know how big they are. Um, but, I mean, regardless, like, like you said, Saucy, those 
Oh man, those animations are great. Um, which they're, yeah, they're which, really good. Which really begs the question though: When is Timo getting an updated animate a level up animation? I mean, oh let's be completely God. serious. The elephant in the it's, room here is that is it's not, not good. even comparable. Like the like the Aphelios like spells have better animations than Timo. Yeah. yeah. It's so bad. I, I saw so someone bad. on Reddit, or I think it was someone on Reddit, posted that like you know the next uh, the next Sharima champion that comes out is just the level up animation is just going to be a ten minute animation on the like founding of Sharima a thousand years ago. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a documentary on Sharima. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Uh, so so good. Um, yeah, saucy. Do we want to just want to just. Uh dive right let's into some about, of these cards yeah let's let's talk so we're we're in prime spoiler season yeah uh the next episode of this podcast will be on launch day yes um for the for the new expansion so mm-hmm. you know we we have we've seen up until nasus was today for people yes. that are doing a uh a historical uh time machine viewing yes. of this show yep. as i know happens often um, so we have everything up until the, up until that to talk about, um, yep. which means we've got a lot of cards to talk about. We sure do. So I'm just going to start right at the bottom. Um, so we're not going to go through every single card, no. card by card. Uh, maybe we'll do that with a guest or something on one of the future episodes. But uh, we're not doing that now because this episode would be five hours long. We don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so the first batch of cards that we got... That was um, with uh, the Buried Sun Disc. Not quite Renekton yet. We got the the Sun Disc card. We got the Destin Poro. Um, and we got the little preview of um, the word Ascended. We saw a little bit of uh, like champion synergy with Shirima. Um, were there any cards that jumped out to you from that first batch uh, of card saucy? The first bet, yeah, um, cards that I really like. Uh, the Golden Ambassador, I'm a big fan of. Yes. The four mana, three, two, Allegiance, draw a champion, and grant it plus two, plus two. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually like a lot of, we, as we saw more today, there's a sub-theme in Shurima specifically yeah. of being able to tutor for your champions. Because yep. champions are very important to Shurima. I'm going to, so, and also, if you're keeping track, I'm going to say Shurima and Shurima uh mm-hmm. interchangeably just to really piss off everyone um <laughs> but sharma has all these different ways yeah. to uh tutor the champs find champs and they play a lot with champs with the uh restored mm-hmm. sun disc and buried sun disc um so that card is the ambassador's pretty sweet yeah i think uh golden ambassador is definitely a very cool card um it's the allegiance card for Charmin ultra strong um (laughs) we need to say it wrong every single time um which i mean it puts it in a pretty a pretty hollowed ground right like the allegiance cards are traditionally pretty good um you know we you you compare this to like a mist caller and it's like "Mm, i don't know how i feel about it compared to that it does a very different thing which is cool Uh, but drawing a champion granting it plus two plus two i mean that's permanent stats we know that's good drawing a champion that can be very good especially since you can technically manipulate it you can only have one champion if you wanted to if you wanted to play like you know mono uh uh shirima plus like fiora like if you wanted to play like the fiora otk type of deck or like mono fiora you can play you know mostly shirima cards then have a tutor for fiora 
Um, yep. Though I think there's a better card that we'll talk about in a bit that was actually revealed today that that works okay. for. But I mean, nonetheless, like you don't have to always run your standard, you know, two champions, three of each uh, go from there. Um, you can kind of get a little creative with these, you know, soft tutor cards. So that, you know, like we've seen with Zap Sprayfin where sometimes you'll build a deck that can, it'll only draw Noxian fervor. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of cheat air quotes, cheat the, uh, the tutor there. Um, for me from the, the first batch and you know, we don't need to look at it through the lens of only having it be that one day. Uh, we can look at it through all the information we have yeah, so yeah. far. Um, the buried sun disc is one that I think is it, it. It's very easily in the the back of a lot of people's minds, right? It, it is clearly like a hallmark card of um, Sharima. It is a, um, a a build around like to the extreme, right? And this is a, of course the one mana landmark uh, start of game. Draw me if all your cards are Shuriman. Shuriman, yeah, Shuriman, not Shuriman. Yeah, um, it, it has countdown twenty five. Countdown, the new um, a new keyword, uh, basically is um, like uh, what's the time? What was the time spiral uh, ability from like a million years ago? From time yep. spiral, suspend. Mm -hmm. It's like suspend, yep. kind of, except it's in play um, and does not, uh, you know doesn't do anything while it's in play. Um, and then when an ascended ally levels up, advance 10 rounds. And then when um, it uh, when it finishes the countdown, you restore the sun disc, which immediately draws one of all of your ascendants, which we know now are Nasus and Renekton, at least so far. And uh, for the rest of the game, your level two ascendants are level three. So uh, Nasus and Renekton, are like all other champions, except they actually have a third level for the first time. We're seeing a third level on the champions, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I, I've seen a lot of people talking about and building around the buried sun disc. You know, obviously the card wants you to be mono Sherma. I don't know if that is, you know, what that strategy is going to end up looking like, how good or bad it's going to be. But, you know, we even see a couple of other cards, Esteemed Hierophant. Um, I thought there was another one, but maybe that's the only other one that actually references the Sun Disk where you can advance it uh, and, and level it up essentially a little bit faster. So that's what I'm excited about. I think a lot of people are going to be it, it, that almost that feels like a um, a Timmy type of card where it's like, you know, you're going in, you're doing this like big splashy thing. You get to le level up your champions to level three. Pretty sweet, I, I gotta say. Yeah, it's uh, it's very very cool. Uh, other cards I'm excited about from I'm just I'm just keep, let's go from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Uh, quicksand is pretty sweet. Three yes. mana burst spell. Give an enemy minus four attack and disable its keywords. Yep. Excluding any negative keywords this round. Woo. Sick. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I really it's gonna piss a like lot of people one. off. Yeah, I mean, it's like Sharima Hush, right? It's like yeah. kind of like Hush, but maybe almost fair. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. Um, yeah, you know, we've also got uh, Exhaust, which is uh, mm -hmm. another way to lower uh, units attack, but also give vulnerable. We've got the Renekton. Um, the Renekton champion spell, Ruthless Predator, give an ally plus two, plus yeah. zero, and an enemy vulnerable this round. I mean, we've got a lot of 
And that's at burst speed. Yeah, that one's at burst speed. Exhaust is unfortunately at uh, focus. Oh, no, actually not unfortunately. Just it it is what it is. Exhaust is at yeah. focus speed, which is a new um, spell speed level, which is, you know, you could equate it to gem speed. Yeah. Um, that was confirmed by the devs on Twitter that focus means gem speed, um, which if you're unfamiliar with gem speed is it, it effectively can be played at burst speed, but can't be played while there are spells or skills on the stack or during yep. combat. Yep. Which is, it's it's good they, they made a, a, a speed for that because it was just like typing out every time. Can't be played. Uh, yeah. Everyone just called it gem speed. And actually, it's kind of yep. funny. The, the symbol for it looks like a gem. Um, yeah. which is pretty funny. It has to be on purpose. It, it's got to be on purpose, right? But yep. focus is perhaps a little more um, evergreen way to template yeah. that instead of saying gem speed, yeah. even though we all wink, wink, would know what it means. People who start playing the game in five years might not know what it means. So, um, yeah, definitely a good quality of life thing to put on there. It just makes it a little bit easier. And now, I mean, hey, that opens up a little bit more design space. Um, I think... Um, you know, I, th I think it was Steve Rubin, or maybe it was even, um, it might have even been Umbridge. I don't remember. I We've been doing this someone. for so long. Saucy. Someone on the dev team was talking about how, like, that speed didn't even exist for, you know, when, when the game released, or, like, mm -hmm. very, it, it was very shortly after. I mean, we didn't see that speed in uh, up up until Gem, so um, really cool that they're able to experiment with that and, and, all, and, and whatnot, but... Um, any other ones from these early uh, sort of the Renekton spoilers and up that jump out to you? Do, 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 do. Obviously, there's the Poro, but this it's too amazing. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be um, too good. We don't want to. We don't want to give uh, that one away. It'll be too it's, good. It's too. It's too strong. Um, what about what about? I don't know how to say these people's names. No uh, idea. Do you know how to say the the ba Bakai but ba boss Bakai Bakai Bakai. I, uh, in my NASA's reveal video, I almost called it the Bukaki. So that's, mm, yep, that's there. not what it is. Nail, nailed it. Yep. The Bakai <laughs> Sand Spinner. It's a, a four mana, five, three. Play grant an enemy minus one and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I there's, mean, a lot of, there's a lot of vulnerabling going on is what I'm going to say. There really is. And we even see, I mean, Renekton wants you to do that, right? Yep. Um, he actually triggers off. He gets buffs when he challenges an enemy, but he doesn't naturally have challenger. So you can either give him challenger or heh, you can make your opponents. Uh, you can make your enemies vulnerable, which is pretty sweet. I mean, they've it really seems they very elegantly tied a lot of these like mini themes together on cards that really bring the cards um, around like we've seen. A lot of these cards give minus attack, and that kind of plays into Nasus, which we saw today. So it's like, oh, well, why are all these cards giving minus attack? Is that kind of a thing? Well, it doesn't really. It kind of works with Renekton, but then we see Nasus, and it's like, oh, kind of works with Renekton, also kind of works with Nasus. And Renekton and Nasus are kind of doing different things, but also they like the their supporting cards kind of tie together. And like it's stuff like that, and and we and we haven't even really explored, or at least I haven't like all the other possibilities of other champions in other regions where it's like, it doesn't need to be as like beat you over the head with it as Soraka, Tom Kench, right? It's like, Oh, mm -hmm. all the support cards for these two, like champs 
They like they like mash them together and they're like banging the dolls together and like love each other. Be best friends and love each other. It's like you can be a little more subtle with it. And it seems like a lot of these cards in Sharima have have kind of done that, which is really cool to me. Yeah. No, it, it's good. Um, yeah. And then Renekton himself, he's pretty cool. Don't need to go too deep into him because everyone on the entire planet has Every already. Every single person <laughs> has. <laughs> yep. But he's uh, he's sick. He does good stuff and does things. Um, so then we had next was the Jarvan reveal. Yes. Right? Yep. So let's talk about Jarvan a little bit because this yeah. is the champion that I think is going to be all over the G damn uh, ladder for yeah. a long time. Yeah. He is nutty and very strong. He seems kind of like nutty bananas, um, in the best way possible. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good. Um, and with it, we got some really good spells and a bunch of support. Um, what do you think about his, it's his spell, right? Yeah, Cataclysm. Three mana, Cataclysm. slow, Demacia spell. An yep. ally starts a free attack, challenging an enemy. Uh, I mean, I really... this is, It's very interesting. Um, the Cataclysm and even Jarvan himself and some of the other cards... They kind of made like Jarvan's Cataclysm is it's kind of like single combat, but it it's notably quite different than single combat. A mm -hmm. yes, it's slow, um, but it also has starts a free attack. So on at face value, it's like oh well, this is kind of like a more expensive slow single combat that doesn't seem good. But it's like oh, things that proc on attack or oh. I don't know, this little champion named Misfortune or Quinn that want to see allies attack. All of a sudden, you get another proc there. Something that, you know, when an ally attacks, it gets plus this or et cetera, et cetera. It's like all these, like, it, it's very subtle, but again, it synergizes with, a, a, I would say, a surprisingly large number of things. I haven't actually mm -hmm. looked at it yet. I, like, looked at um, all of the possibilities. I haven't gone as deep into the uh, the brewer the uh, brewery yet. Um, well, I got you, Blevins. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready for this? Yes. Because when 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 uh, saw this card, there's some things that came to mind uh, mm -hmm. that I thought you specifically would like. Okay. Um, this is pretty good in emusives. Because you start a scout with a free attack, and then you get to rally essentially. Wait. Yep. Wait. No. You get to attack afterwards. Wow. No, that's insane. That's actually yep, it's really insane. good with scouts. Yep. And uh, that's why. Yeah. So then it, we have the uh, the King Jarvan. It comes with this whole set. Yes. When he's summoned, draw Jarvan. If he's already in play, give allies challenger and scout. Uh, have you ever seen a scout, Garen? Uh, <laughs> yes. And it is terrifying. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but um, Cataclysm with emusives is a, is I pretty dumb. Unloose the moose. Sold. Zinc Elemental, if you're listening, brew this one up and hit Masters with the next season, or else yep. I will, and you'll never hear the end of it. Um, yeah, ever. I, I do love, so the champion, just for uh, those who aren't familiar or looking at it or are familiar with the lore, the champion is named Jarvan the Fourth. The mm -hmm. King Jarvan is Jarvan the Third, um, you know his father, 
And his ba- what's funny is he's basically the boat, right? He's Jarvin's boat. Yeah. Which is funny he is, that he's, he's like not a Jarvin. A yeah. He draws you a Jarvin. It's like every, I'm trying to think, is every other card that draws the champion? Yes, there's Draven's biggest fan, but that puts him on top of the He doesn't draw it. Doesn't he doesn't count. draw it. Yeah, it does not count. Um, I, I think canonically, King Jarvin III is, in fact, a, a boat now. He, he, there's a boat. No, yep. I mean, how can you argue against that? He absolutely there's is no a boat. There's no way. There's no way you can argue this definitely no, a boat. i will not be hearing it uh nonetheless nope. but yep yeah Driving the boat this one um yeah there's also um no uh, there's actually not a ton of other cool i guess golden aegis is kind of interesting given ally barrier this round and rally i mean it i don't know it, it costs four mana and is slow which is not good uh <laughs> that's definitely um a uh a mark against it but um both of those things both the barrier and rally are things that you know fiora generally wants so i'm i'm curious if we end up seeing a golden aegis uh somewhere in uh in a fiora deck but we'll see yeah yeah uh any other any other super exciting cards you liked from the uh from demasier um the pen, the oh. oh, go ahead. The squire, were you gonna talk about? I was the gonna say pen, penitent squire, but mostly yeah. because uh, it's another card that has additional lore, I believe, like just Ooh. based on the pictures. I, I'm trying yeah. to, I can't remember which other I saw it on Reddit. There's like a, I think, gallant rider, pennant, uh, penitent squire, and and one of the other pictures I believe has her in it, and it like kind of tells a story akin to like. The Cythria the Bold, um, Cythria of Cloudfield, and the other one whose name escapes me. Um, but I, I just like the little things like that where it's like, oh, we've got this one drop card that, you know, is in other arts and you can see it be kind of consistent, which is, which is pretty cool, I think. Yep. And uh, it's a one mana 2 2, which is good. Yeah. I Especially mean, one Demacia. Mana. One mana two two. Um, it's specifically not an elite because it actually triggers off of elites. But uh, ah, Cythria of Cloudfield getting a little uh, not not strictly power crept, but you know it's cert- She certainly uh, elite tag is really holding up a lot here to keep her. Yeah. On uh on on par with some of these other cards, but. All right, let's start talking about things that got me really excited. Yeah. 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 So we we have a um, bunch a, a splattering of new landmark support, but oh, yeah. there's one specific card that uh, gets me all tingly and excited, and I'm gonna be putting it in basically every deck because why would I not? Mm-hmm. It is the Preservarium. It is Preserverium. a two mana landmark. Oh, it's so good. oh, don't get no, no DMCA, DMCA. Oh crap, crap. DMCA. crap Man, crap. that would be the beep, most beep, impressive beep. thing. Oh yeah, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I saw this too is much a sweet like card, Metallica. though. <laughs> it is. I thought you were playing the song. That's why I got worried. Yep. 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 <laughs> so this is a landmark. Two mana. When I'm summoned, draw one. It's okay. Yeah. It has countdown two. Draw one. That it's looks like sick. draw it's two like cards. It's like think twice from Magic the Gathering. Yes. Think twice. Oh, man. Yep. Give me more things that. Uh, give me more things like Time Spiral, and I'll be happy. Um, and also today's episode brought to you by Time Spiral Remastered. Check out your local, friendly local <laughs> no, game not. store to buy. Oh, sorry. No, wait. No, wait, it's not. 
specifically not. Watsy, send us sealed product, and we'll put that ad on the on, on the show. No cap. True, true, true. True. I do. Yeah, wa- I do want it. <laughs> yeah, send that to. But seriously, yep. True. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I I like it. Um, you know, cat cat is out of the bag at this point. Talia, Talia. I think Talia. It's both. It's, yeah, it's both. Oh, it actually is both. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you gotta um, do both just to make people pissed off. Yes. <laughs> she um, is the landmark champion. Uh, when you play her, she's a five mana two four. When you play her, summon an exact copy of an ally landmark. Allied landmark. Uh, there's a a full, a veritable bevy of different landmarks, um, both cheap expensive ones that are generated from cards um and there's a lot that you can do with uh with 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 uh Talia um Preservarium I mean the the cool thing is that these countdown landmarks you know when you summon an exact copy it, it will copy whatever the countdown is at it won't give you like a fresh one so like if you have you know if you play Preservarium draw your card countdown goes down to one you play Talia next turn you know, you're going to be drawing from the original Preservarium and the newest one, um, as well as like all the, uh, you know, the hibernating rock bear, which summons a five, four, um, some of the, uh, Lissandra, the Lissandra tokens as well. Um, you can get eight eights there. We'll talk about Lissandra in just a second, but howling car- abyss. True. You can get two howling abysses. You can go double a Ram. Um, yeah. The one card I think, um, well, I'll quickly touch on this because I think everyone kind of agrees that it's a very good card. Desert Naturalist, uh, four mana, two, four play. Destroy a landmark if it's an ally. If if it's allied, summon a grumpy rock bear, uh, which, by the way, is a five, four, right? It's just a vanilla five, four, I think. Yeah, it's a big boot, big dude. Big, big booty duty. Um, yeah, four mana, two, four. If you have one of these, like, throwaway landmarks, you just get a 5-4, which is insane to me. And also, you can just destroy your enemy's landmark, um, yeah. which um, there hasn't really been a like very good... There's been playable landmark destruction, but there hasn't been like a great one that you're super happy to just include, yeah. and that has, val- that has like real value outside of the landmark destruction. Like you can play divergent paths, but that's very niche. Sees rare play scorched earth. I think is probably the most played one and the most versatile one. Um, but it like that, like so rarely actually hits the landmarks. I, I I felt, um, this is like desert naturalist is like a, if you're playing landmarks, you've just got the ability to summon, you know, for four mana, you know, you're summoning a 2-4 and uh, a 5-4. Now, granted, you've obviously put the investment of your own landmark into it, but, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, at worst, it's just a 4-mana 2-4, which is not good, but it's better than having a, you know, a blank 3-mana or potentially even more mana spell just in your hand. Um, so I really like Desert Naturals. But the card that I, I, I've seen a ton of people talking about, and I'm curious of your thoughts on it, Sassi, is Ancient Hourglass. Two-mana fast spell, obliterate good. an ally, and summon a stasis statue in its place. No, that card is just good. Um, it it's uh, kind of like has the glimpse yep. uh, like thing where you, you know, use this... You can use it in combat. You can yep. use it when your stuff's being targeted. 
Um, what's, what's good to know is it, so what it does is it makes a stasis statue, which has countdown one that summons an exact copy of the unit that it replaced. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with this. You can copy it with Talia, Talia, whatever. Um, but it is an exact copy. So it retains the, the status of of the unit. So it's same health, same level up progress, Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very good. Like if you're playing, let's say you have like a, a, Callista and she's close to leveling and yep. she's gonna die. You can use this to save her and maintain that progress, which is really good. Yeah, I think that that is really the where a lot of folks have been talking about how much they like this card. Um, when we think about the current state of at least the competitive meta, it's like it's Twisted Fate, it's Aphelios, and those two champions um, being able to. You know, even being able to play a spell like Ancient Hourglass to protect them relatively cheaply in, in a way that preserves the um, that preserves the progress on it. I mean, that can just be absolutely game breaking. If you know, you can level up a Twisted Fate. I mean, <laughs> we already know how strong that is, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just so good. Um, and you can do the cheeky things if it's on a champion. You can use this way to cheat out another copy of that champion, too. Yeah. Because the one's encapsulated in a statue, and you can play the other one, and then the other one gets free. Yep. New stuff. Yeah, this is one of the more interesting cards that w- has been revealed thus far, for sure. It's got a lot of versatility. I think in terms of power level, it's like quite versatile, but not broken, and it allows you to do cool things. It yeah. feels a lot like a time spiral card. I'm getting, I'm getting time yeah. spiral flashbacks here. And I, you know, hashtag MTG Boomer activate. But I mean, that was one of the most most fun sets to play, at least for me. And this feels like it's like I'm getting like um, momentary blink uh, vibes here. We've got momentary blink and think twice in this set, Saucy. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. so my mouth is watering with anticipation for sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, another another card that I, I like that is kind of unassuming, the Rock Hopper. Uh, two mana, three one. When it's summoned, mm-hmm. it creates a Rolling Sands, which is a landmark, a two mana landmark. And it's when an enemy is summoned, destroy it and grant it vulnerable. Remember, this one's grant. Oh, it is grant. Interesting. Yep. I thought it was give. Yeah. And it is grant. I can promise you that. Yeah, it is. This feels a lot like it feels similar to the old precious pet. Yeah. Yeah. Where it like it, it, but it, it's much less broken than the old precious pet, which was yeah, exactly. like one mana. Um, the next unit your opponent plays enter stunned. It's stunned. Yeah. It's like, it's so confusing. This is kind of an elegant way to do something that's less powerful than that. Um, but still like, kind of throws a wrench into maybe your opponent's you know timing and and tempo on their plans it's like well i kind of really want to spend my turn four playing you know this four mana four four but i don't want it to have vulnerable so maybe i have to lead with the two drop instead yep um very interesting plays yeah, I mean that that line itself is like is good enough, and a two mana three one is not like amazing stats, but definitely passes the vanilla test, I would say. Um, yeah. And also, just like a cheap, efficient way to just generate an additional landmark, which we've seen is uh, is actually just a, a a very relevant thing here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and like since it has aggressive stats, what's what's cool with it is then like your opponents like crap. They don't want to play something that this can just trade into if right. you have the attack token. Mm-hmm. So then you're like then you can do that's when the the the, the what is it the lobster pass gets yes. very interesting. Yeah, yo rock hopper. If it's like turn four, yo rock hopper. They're like, oh well, I can't really play like my i definitely can't play my x3 but i'm like i don't even want to play my x4 because what if they have you know uh crescent strike or not crescent strike yeah um not crescent strike um whatever something any pumps what if they have a pump spell like i get completely blown out here um and if they don't it's like okay well i can play my desert naturalist you know next turn get a five four for free essentially because i destroyed my rolling sands you passed your turn um yeah i mean I love the mind games that can be played here. These cards seem very unassuming, but I think, like, because, like, Rockhopper, not a broken card by any means, right? Like, it's not going to yeah. be, like, people aren't going to be like, oh, Rockhopper's so broken, they need to nerf it, it's so so good. Rito, please nerf. Right, but I do think that high-skill players that are familiar with playing the deck that Rockhopper is in and, like, that type of card are going to be able to get a ton of value out of it. Um, mm-hmm. very, very unassuming card. I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought that one up because it's, it's one that I really like that I think a lot of people are overlooking. And then I, I think the last card that I cared about from this is Shaped Stone. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty strong. One mana burst speed spell. Give an ally plus one, plus one this round. Or if you've summoned a landmark this game, plus three, plus one for one mana. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, Woof. I mean, it... being able to give three attack and a buff of health is definitely huge. I mean, we've seen so many pump spells in Runeterra are playable, right? But they're, you know, the just buffing attack, you know, Elixir of Wrath has seen some play in very aggressive decks. Um, You know, this obviously can be much better than that. Um, And obviously Elixir of Iron also seen play. This, you know, grants one fewer health than that, but like plus three plus one those are stats that you will not be scoffing at and at one mana yeah sign me up yeah anything else you wanted from the talia talia uh, I, I i very quickly want to touch on yeah. stone weaving because i think that is a card that people need to keep their eye on um it's again another card that you kind of have to set up because it's one mana burst spell look at three random landmarks you can afford pick one to create in hand. So essentially is like a, um, not a tutor cause it's not coming from your deck, but that's even cooler cause you don't need to put the landmarks in your deck. So if you have an idea of what landmarks are at each, uh, mana level or mana cost, you can really set this up potentially to be, um, to be quite good or at least quite, uh, quite versatile. So I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how that one pans out. Cause it's, uh, might be a little tough to use, but I think it could be a very interesting. Yeah, it's a it's it's definitely a fun card. It's really cool. Yeah, let let's now move on, Saucy, to your to your girl, the one that you've been very excited about, the Lissandra cards. I have never been so excited for a card uh, before. So I have, I don't even know how many times I've talked about this on the podcast, let alone everywhere I go. Yeah, the thing I've always wanted in this game is to give my Nexus tough. It's what yeah, I've wanted. It's true. And this does it. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. oh, 
Oh, I, yep. That's all I, that's all I have to say. I'm so ready. This is the thing that I need. Tough Nexus. So good. Um, I, I believe we got riot confirmation that a tough Nexus does, um, get counter. It does counter, um, puff caps. So like, you yes. just don't yes. take puff cap damage anymore, which is kind of insane. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I, Lissandra, for those uh, listening, three mana, two, three, tough. When I'm summoned, uh, summon a frozen thrall and then level up when you've summoned two plus allies that cost eight plus, And when they level up, create a watcher in hand. So a lot of moving parts there. Um, a frozen thrall is a one mana landmark. Yeah, one mana landmark, countdown eight. Uh, so, and at the end of the countdown, you summon a frost guard thrall, which is an eight, eight overwhelm. Uh, yep, and then okay. yeah, which is okay. Um, you know, kind of a big unit, but then uh, the Watcher, or just the card is just named Watcher. That is a mm -hmm. seventeen. Yes, I said that correctly. Seventeen yep. mana unit. Uh, I that is an eleven seventeen. Uh, I cost fine. zero if you've summoned four plus allies that cost eight this game. And, and there's no other text, right? That that can't possibly be anything more. Oh, also, when it attacks, obliterate the enemy deck. What? Fine. What? <laughs> I love it. And the animation, so good. Friendship with Malkai ended. I'm now a Watcher main. Um, yeah, I've, we've already seen people theorizing about awesome and creative ways to either cheat out the Watcher with, like, Spectral Matron or do crazy things with Trundle's Ice Pillar and bouncing it and replaying it, et cetera, et cetera. So really cool. The, and thing, th I w the, yeah. the thing I'll say about the Watcher is it is not that hard to make this cost zero. Yeah. Um, it's really not that difficult, so you don't have to put as much mental thought into making like all these crazy ways to cheat it out. Yeah. It's very not hard at all to uh make this zero that's all like that's all i'll say that's yeah the thing i'll say here eight cost eight costs are pretty strong in rune terror and also it's summoned if yeah. if you've summoned not if you've played so those frost thrall frozen thralls which can just be put in your deck but are also created by lissandra when those uh pop when you know um uh when uh, dark depths pops, uh, you yeah. <laughs> those all count towards the watcher, and also yep. from um, uh, for leveling up Lissandra. Also, even though it effectively costs zero mana, Trundle's Ice Pillar also counts as an eight cost card. Mm -hmm. um, that does, and then alley. we also the uh, the new card we got the Draclorn Inquisitor, the Ooh. five mana four five Freljord card. Yeah, this also makes a Frozen Thrall, but then. At the round end, if the countdown of any of your frozen thralls is four or less, it just advances them to zero, so they get summoned. So this whole frozen thrall package makes the mm -hmm. watcher quite easy to make cost zero. Yeah, and it says if the countdown of any of your frozen thralls is four or less, advance them to zero. Does it advance all of them? Yeah, all of them. So if you have a bunch out, it makes them all block. Oh, that's so stupid, but also awesome. Yeah. Also, the art on that card is just badass. I love that the look of that card. That is mm -hmm. a sweet. That, that yep. is just awesome. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna have this conversation. I think one final time, yes. Levens, because yes. I've had this uh, maybe in the hundreds now, probably like easily twenty times just on tonight's stream. <laughs> People telling me, yeah. "Oh, you can't play Teemo anymore 
because Lysandra counters Teemo. So let's have this conversation real quick. Sure. One, a card existing that does well against another specific card does not completely nullify the entire card's existence. That's just like saying champions are countered because vengeance exists. That's not how it works. Yeah, but Saucy, it dies to Doomblade. Yes, it does. <laughs> the other, the thing that counters, the thing that counters Teemo more than this is Vile Feast, Parlay, Thermo Beam, Go Hard, Make It Rain. <laughs> removal counters teemo more than a leveled up champion also she has to be leveled up she has to be on the field yeah and you're probably dead by that time anyway so it doesn't fucking matter yeah yeah um i mean i don't know i tend to side with those people saucy because we saw once hush was released every single card that had an ability yeah did stop getting played and we just play vanilla it's just nothing but chill wind yetis and bull Mm -hmm. elmux right it's true. I mean, in spells in the game, we can't play all of these big spells we talked about. Yeah. You can't, like, how cool was that spell we just talked about? Ancient Hourglass. Oh, yeah. shit. Nobify's in the game. Nobify so exists. Therefore, Ancient Hourglass cannot be played. Literally true. cannot be played in any deck. True. Cannot play it. Yeah. Um, uh, all I'll say. Oh, shit. And all these things have skills. And, like, so Deny can stop those. True. The game. You can't even play the game. Man sad it's a sad state of affairs uh and and i mean we got all these cool landmarks but that desert naturalist exists so you can't play landmarks anymore we're just at mm-hmm. a, a point where we can play nothing but burt we can play nothing but burst spells yep that's it oh i am excited for um this is funny because i was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day and they're like oh this frail yard cards look good but like too bad frail yard has no landmark removal i'm like oh but it does uh it that stares yep Sure it, it kills all of the landmarks. It sure does. Yeah, it that stares all of a sudden. Uh, I imagine that if this were MTG, it that stares uh, as an epic would be going up in price right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People would be specking yeah. on it that stares pretty hard right now, if I had to guess. If I had to guess. Um, yeah, I, I think overall the Freljord cards. Ooh, the other one, Blighted Ravine. Um yeah. The landmark uh, avalanche, kind of. Um, four mana landmark. When I'm summoned, heal your nexus four. Countdown to one, deal two to everything. Um, it, you know, a lot of people are going to look at it and say, oh, this is like a different avalanche. But like, think about it. You're on your, uh, you know, your attacking turn on your attack token. If you have avalanche, you know, your opponent can kind of play around it and then. Uh, by open attacking, right? Well, if you play Blighted Ravine, they both can't develop because it's going to go off at the beginning of turn with no... Um, it, it, there's no opportunity to respond. Um, or it's going to... Uh, and they can't open attack because it's going to clear the board. So you can't actually do anything against the Blighted Ravine. It just gives you the free, like... It gives you the like development punish and the open attack punish because it kind of covers both and it gains you four. Again, this is another card, Blood Ravine, where like its power level I don't think is like over the top. Um, but again, like the Rock Hopper and a, a couple of these other cards, I think a a cleverly placed Blighted Ravine is going to be devastating i think some people are going to be playing it and be like this card is not that good it's just like worse avalanche and if you're playing it like avalanche it very well may end up being like a worse avalanche but i'm just thinking of like 
top tier players, like high master players playing Bloody Ravine at like the perfect time. And you're just like, I can't do anything about this yeah. without getting ranched. It's true, though. Um, I'm going to keep talking about Freljord because this is what I care about. Oh, keep going. And so, therefore, the podcast has to care about it. The other <laughs> uh, very bonkers card that, uh, if you if it's not on your watch list, needs to be Three Sisters. Yes. Uh, this is a one-mana burst spell that you can create either, and you get to choose yep. a Flash Freeze, a yep. Fury of the North, or an Entomb in hand. This is another one of the like, modal cards are super powerful. Mm -hmm. You get the choice. This is good at all times in the game because you get flash freeze on defense if you need or on offense. Who knows? Yep. Uh, if they just don't block your shit, you can just make a Fury of the North. Yep. Or if they try to kill something, you can get an Entomb. Like, it's crazy strong. For the cost of one mana, mm -hmm. one spell mana, you get the choice. Yeah, it, I mean, the flexibility is very strong in Runeterra. Again, like a card that like, oh, if you just end up playing this like most, I mean, a lot of times you are probably going to end up playing it as a four mana flash freeze. But if your deck is built in a way and that you're playing in a way that like you can sometimes get a lot of value off the Fear of the North and like Entomb is kind of a versatile card. Flash freeze obviously is a very versatile card. Like you can get a ton of value at having that range of cards and not to mention it counts as two spell casts as well which is very relevant yeah. uh, for certain you know champions i mean are we are we going to actually finally see the like uh ionia freljord control deck that was like you know the enlightened deck that never yeah. happened ever i don't think i don't think i've ever seen it happen outside of like starter decks it was never decks. great it was never good it, like it was in like I think in like the second closed beta, it was okay back when Anivia was broken. Oh, right. With it. But not since release. It's always yeah. been kind of a meme. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. think of this with Karma. You get four spells. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you this cast twice, and then you have the other two spells, like, to cast spells. Like, it's it's nuts. It's uh, this card is good. It's yeah. a very good one. I uh, like with it a lot. Puffcat Peddler, that's two spell casts. With Starlet Seer. Mm hmm. This will be a good winter. It's amazing. I'm so excited. Who goes that? Can you tell? Can you tell that I'm excited, Blevins? It's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of really good cards here. I mean, we can even uh, let, let's just let's just cap it off too. Ice shard. Yeah. We've got fast half avalanche. Yeah, which is really sick with Lysandra because it deals one to everything. But if your nexus has tough, you don't care. Yeah. Tough. Oh, oh, also uh, leveled up Lissandra. I forgot to finish the what leveled up Lissandra does. It also at the round start creates a fleeting zero cost ice shard in hand, which is the yep. which is normally a three mana fast spell deal one to everything. So, I mean, you get to I mean, yes, it does damage your own things, and yes, it does damage yourself. But again, if you know with Lissandra out, she won't take any of the damage, and neither will you. Um, but like yep. you get to Withering Whale every turn, and every two turns, mm -hmm. it's a <clears throat> a free avalanche, which like yeah. In the control type of deck that I think you're likely going to want to run with Lissandra, seems pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it so much. And then, well, I'm just gonna why, why not? Uh, Cold resistance. It's another five mana burst spell that gains an empty mana gem mm -hmm. and gives an ally or grants an ally plus zero plus two. So more ramp, just what Freljord needed. More yep. burst speed spell ramp. I mean that is uh I'm I'm curious if we see this one see play, but it does like it's definitely very different than K 
catalyst because it at times like the the health granting is can be way better than gaining health. Yeah. But it's a little more narrow, so I'm I'm curious to see where and if we see that if that sees play. But I, I have two. I have a couple. I have a couple reasons this could see play. Okay. Um. Once once Tarek becomes meta, <laughs> you you okay you ramp twice with mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I always think of stuff like this. Redundancy in cards is very yeah. important, mm-hmm. uh, especially for things like singleton formats. Um. If there's ever like once we get. Uh, commander in Runeterra, or if Singleton mm, ever becomes a thing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that's important. Um, but redundancy true. is just good. That is very. Who knows very if we point. ever have an effect that like, uh, like a counter spell that makes it to where they can't cast those spells again. Like if there's a super counter spell. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Things like meddling mates, like yeah. you rip it from your hand and you can't cast them. Well, you might need this. Who knows? Very true. Redundancy is good. Very true. I, also, additional procs for Cataclysm. Yeah. Or pursuit of perfection rather. Yeah. I'm exactly. I'm in. I'm back in. I'm back in. Um, okay, so with the Lissandra cards, uh oh, also, I mean we might as we already talked about it. In tomb, five mana fast spell, obliterate a unit and summon a frozen tomb in its place, then frozen tomb. Mm-hmm. This is a zero mana uh, landmark, though you can't actually put this in your deck. Uh countdown two, summon an exact copy of the obliterated unit I play. So similar yep. to um the uh hourglass uh but you can use it on enemies so exactly uh which is which is pretty uh pretty sweet so um yeah this is another one you can use in tricky situations like Mm -hmm. you know their tf's about to level up or whatever you can do with it what you will like it stop and i think in the video they showed stopping a heimerdinger with it Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it's you know more tricky stuff more tricky stuff but Speaking of, I don't actually, I don't know if this is tricky. This kind of just beats you over the head with it. We got the NASA's reveals today. Doggo uh, time. Doggo. Bark, bark. Um, bark. I would play the Who Let the Dogs Out, but I don't want uh, you to get DMCA. So you I would won't. get me banned from Twitch.television. Also, I don't have it on deck, so uh, Sag. Um, but we got Nasus, who is a six mana fearsome 2 2. I've lost interest. I have plus one, plus one for each unit you've slain this game. I've gained interest. Uh, <laughs> and slay, I believe, is uh, if if you have essentially if you've killed any um, units from your opponents, or if you've killed your own units yeah. with a spell, essentially. Yeah, um, if, if your cards have caused something to die, essentially. So if you use a spell or one of your units to kill something. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't work for like barrels or ephemerals right. or tossing. Or just um, trading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, unless you kill units. them with yeah. the trade. Yeah. You can kill yeah, their um, units and have it kind of slay, but not your own. Yep. Or your own. So with like Glimpse. Yes. So uh, Nasus, yeah, that's the new this new slay. Carry yes. on. Yes, so uh, could potentially get big uh, pretty quick. When I strike for 10 plus damage, levels up. The level two version, and we specifically have to say level two because Nasus is an Ascended. Um, uh, level two Nasus still has Fearsome, but now has uh, Spell Shield and still has the plus one, plus zero, or sorry, plus one, plus one, not plus one, plus zero for each unit you've slain this turn. Base stats of three, three now but also has the text enemies have minus one, minus zero. And then, of yep. course, to level to level three, you need to restore the sun disk. But if you do, 
Level three Nasus, six mana, base power 10 10. Still has the I have plus one plus one for each unit you've slain this game, and also just has the static ability enemies have minus three, minus zero. So good luck blocking this gigantic dog. Yeah. Yeah, the, the leveled up version, um, a couple of things that are important is he gets spell shield. Um, so the, uh, the reveal video showed him in a, a Shadow Isles deck, which mm-hmm. this, uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about, like, you could use this as a replacement for, like, the, um, She Who Endures? They Who Endure. She won? They Who Endure. Mm-hmm. She Who Wander Endures. Yeah. They Who Endure deck. Um, yep. now you don't need to be in Frail Yord, so you can atrocity this because it has spell shield, which is sick, and it gets True. huge. Um, and it has, like, a permanent frenzied skitterer effect. Yes. <laughs> Even better than Frenzy Skitter. Uh, which is pretty insane because you can harrow if you can harrowing back a couple of the Nasuses, uh, that seems pretty good. Um, and even Nasus's um champion spell, Siphoning Strike, five mana slow spell, an ally strikes a unit, so it is a one way strike like concerted strike, not like um, not like single combat. Um, if it dies, grant allied champions everywhere plus two plus two. Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. This this card is uh, stronger than people than I think most people that I've seen talking about it give it credit. Yeah. My favorite thing about this is uh, this is like such a flavor win because this works so well with Renekton, mm-hmm. who is Nasus' brother. That's just the best brotherly love there is, right? Yeah even though they want to kill each other. But don't worry about that. <laughs> Works really well with Renekton. What is what is uh, Renekton... Or sorry, what does Nasus have to say about his relationship with Renekton? Is this a joke? It's a bit okay. rough. What, what's that? <laughs> rough. It's a bit rough. Because he's a doggo. Because he's a dog, get it? <laughs> he's a doggo. Oh, boy. I'll be, uh, I'll be here uh, all day. Um, but yeah, this... Um, yeah, I mean, Siphoning Strike is, like, I'm like, okay, it's a five mana, like, it, it's like a worse concerted strike, but it's like, but yeah. grant allied champions everywhere plus two plus two? What? Seems yeah. insane. I don't know how many of these you're going to be running main deck, and obviously, yes, it can be um, essentially countered if they kill the unit that you are using yeah. in response, but like you can be safe with it. It is slow. Yes. I, it it yep. certainly has a cost to it, but it is a champion spell. So maybe it's only run as a, you know, a NASA's champion spell, but I could see, yeah. a, you know, a copy or two finding its way into, you know, even potentially non NASA's uh, Shrima deck. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, true. We got more Bachi. Bachi. Uh, we got the one mana Bachi Reaper. Uh, which is a one mana one two fearsome. When you slay a unit, grant me plus one plus zero. Oh, it seems pretty good. Uh, yeah. Kind of like a is it Starlight Seer? Starlight Seer, yeah, that gets just, that can just get huge. But Bahi Reaper has a relevant keyword in fearsome, so a bit of evasion. Where the you know Starlight Seer is that? I'm thinking of the right one. One mana zero three gets bigger whenever you heal. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, just kind of vanilla. You can just chump block it forever. Baki Reaper, a lot of times, is going to be trading up if it gets blocked. Like, almost always, it's going to be trading up um, because it has Fearsome. So, um, 
it's just such a it's such a cheap card uh, that has you know has fear, so it's just going to naturally get bigger. Uh, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, no, it's very strong. Uh, one drops fearsome. Good it has a good butt. That two two health butt. That two butt. That two butt. Not bad. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Um, another Baki. Oh, let's, let's, yeah, go ahead. let's talk about let's talk about this card. Let's, yes. Uh, that kind of fits with all of this slay, this slay stuff. Slayer. How about of calling. How about right of right calling? calling. Zero mana, slow spell. Kill an ally or destroy one of your mana gems to draw a champion. That seems pretty strong. Yeah, another like, and that's the thing. Any any card that has a quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, an inherent downside on the card mm -hmm. is usually probably not a downside. Right. And we found that up. I mean, Magic players, we've known this forever, but we found it out really quickly in this game. Killing your own stuff is usually not a downside. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the inherent downsides of kill an ally or destroy a mana gem, I don't even see those necessarily as a downside. Uh, we did see one card, one other card that references um, having fewer mana gems, uh, which was the, it was actually from the Renekton, Unworthy, which uh, is a two-minute slow spell. Give an enemy follower minus four, minus zero this round. If you have fewer mana gems than your opponent, kill it instead. So just a two-mana kill a... Um, a two-mana kill a fo enemy follower, potentially, if you're playing these destroy your mana gem cards. But yeah, seems like it could be a, um, a sub-theme, potentially. But I think the real downside to Rite of Calling is actually the fact that it's a slow spell and not, <laughs> not fast yeah. or burst. If it was fast, it would actually be insane because you all of a sudden get the like counter ability of, you know, a glimpse or, um, you know, some of the other spells. So it would probably be broken if it was uh faster burst, but if it was fast, it'd be wish. nuts. Cause you I do could wish. use it to fade removal and do yeah. a bunch of crazy nonsense. Yeah, which I, I mean, I wish that we could, but I mean, it yeah. still seems very good. It does trigger Slay because it is killing your own units. Um, you know, again, you can manipulate your deck to where if you only want to draw something like Fiora or if you only wanted to draw Nasus, you can just build your deck so that you only draw Nasus or you only draw Fiora yep. or you only draw whoever with this card. So really seems strong. I mean, zero mana spells they always every magic player's ears perk up when they hear about a yep. zero mana spell they don't always pan out but it's always like okay there's something there's something potentially broken here yep uh yeah i just wanted to talk about that but yeah you want yeah. to talk about the other uh i yes. can't say its name bahi <laughs> rampaging bahi um 5 mana 4 6 overwhelm Play if you've slain four plus units this game, an enemy and I strike each other. So he gets to single combat an enemy if you've slain four plus units this game. Five mana, four, six, pretty decent stats. Um, I would rather, I think in a lot of cases with this ability, I would rather have a four, six than like a five, five, for instance. So I think actually kind of passes the vanilla test with, uh, you know, even better uh, potentially just because of the ability. And overwhelm. I mean, this card seems really good. It's just like a really good tempo play. Um, you know, essentially playing a five mana threat that can kill an enemy unit. 
just seems mm-hmm. really good, uh, really powerful. So um, I'm I'm really uh, excited about rampaging Baki. Uh, Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Strong, strong. Um, trying to think if there's any of the other ones from this batch that I'm like super excited about. How do you feel about Ruinous Path? It's the uh, two mana slow spell, draw one. If you've slain a unit this round, drain two from the enemy nexus. It seems fine, um, potentially even good. Uh, it seems like you definitely want it in an aggressive deck, um, but you draw a card. I mean, it always draws a card. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this it, one's it, hard to evaluate. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Like, I it it feels like kind of Bernie. Like you want to play this with. Uh, Funsmith, obviously. Yeah. You want to play this with Dreadway. Yeah. And it's just interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Two mana draw one. Two mana draw one is oh. all right. Um, I guess it, it just depends on how relevant dealing damage to the enemy Nexus is. I, I, I could yeah. see this with like Twisted Fate if we wanted to run this region with TF. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I. The bar for Twisted Fate has been set so high, though. That's the problem. It's like you can run a two-mana draw one or a three-mana on this turn, draw three the next turn, um, which or like one-mana draw two. Like Compared to like the cards that Twisted Fate is already seeing, like Rummage and Pick a Card and all that, it's like this is just kind of... It's just very low power compared to that. And like there might be... An interesting Bilgewater, um, Sharima, like Twisted Fate deck, but like it's got an it, it's got an excessively high bar to mm-hmm. uh, jump over before I think people are even going to consider going down that road. Yeah, but, it's 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 just a it's a it's one of those interesting cards. I feel yeah. like this is one of those unassuming cards that at some point is going to be really good. Yeah, synergize with something, but I just yeah I don't know. It, it's just. Cards like this kind of get my my deck building brain uh, excited. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like a um, like a burn type card, right? And an aggressive card. And aggressive decks want really they want two things: they want to be able to race your opponent, and they want to not run out of gas. And this, it at least in some ways, helps do both of those things a little bit. I think this type of card definitely could see play. Um, in a uh, in an aggressive shell for sure. I mean, at worst, it 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 replaces itself. It's just like how like the the opportunity cost when it's already in your deck is pretty low, right? Paying two mana to draw a card to at least cycle itself, especially if you draw it late, is fine. It's the co- It's the deck building cost that I'm more worried about. It's like mm-hmm. where are you fitting this in? Does it actually fit into a deck like that? Are there better you know, more impactful cards, even though this is versatile and doesn't like have a real miss, it's still a cost to put it in your deck. So I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see how it plays out, but uh, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. Same. Um, like literally same. <laughs> that's, I mean, we didn't talk about every single card that's been revealed so far, but that is the kind of the, top to bottom look at a lot of the cards um we'll again next episode we will it will be release day so we'll 
Yeah. I'm assuming have all of the cards, considering they'll be in the client. So <laughs> I can't know so how we them. couldn't. Yeah, since we'll be able to play with them. Um, before we go, Saucy, did we want to uh, take a couple of the listener questions that we got? Sure. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about some stuff. All right, look, this is an interesting one. Yeah. So Astrofish uh, asks, concerning Talia Talea, do you think the board space issues of landmarks hurt her viability? Uh, ooh, that's actually a good, or at least an interesting point. Um, my short answer is probably not. Uh, because in the Talia deck, I think a lot of the landmarks you want to play are countdown or have a short countdown. Um, or you can destroy with Desert Naturalist and make a 5 4. But there is something inherent about landmarks that makes you not want to actually run more than like, honestly, you kind of don't really want more than one in play at any given time because your board just gets like deteriorated so quickly. So I actually kind of think yes. Now that I'm thinking about the more I kind of thought entirely through it and I'm almost thinking about, Maybe yes, uh, potentially, because it like I think about like when my opponent or even like if if when I see like I have two temples out or two grand plazas, it's like, yes, it can be good. But also it's like a pretty big cost to do that. So maybe not. Uh, yeah, no, it, it definitely does uh, affect her uh, viability. Um, and that's kind of like the the important thing to think about. But I, I've seen so many people like, oh, landmarks need their own space on the board, but then they'd be actually just stupid strong. Yeah, like that's the downs. That's like the one of the major downsides of to them, right? Is that they take up board space, and uh, I think that's why we most of the landmarks we're seeing are these countdown landmarks that don't stay on the board permanently. Yeah. Um, it does keep you from just playing like seventy six hexcore foundries, you know? Right. But yeah, I, I, definitely. I mean them taking up board space is a thing i think okay so i i'm actually i think i've come full circle here i think to answer the specific question does it does it hurt her viability i'm actually going to say no but it does impact how you are able to play her so yes. i think you have to be much more careful when when playing her because of that, I think there's gonna there's actually a lot of nuance in like setting up your countdowns and like you can't actually just jam every countdown necessarily as soon as possible because you're gonna get overrun. Sometimes you have to wait. You have to have a good mix in your deck to begin with. You have to really think about what um, you know landmarks you're actually wanting to copy with Talia. So her viability may not actually be impacted by it inherently. Cause I think if you are playing her well and playing her correctly, she can be very powerful. I do think that means you have to be much more selective with the quantity of landmarks that you have in, in the deck, as well as the actual landmarks you have, because I don't think you just want to be like, ah, oh, well just, you know, like like we saw with Deep when it first came out. It's like, okay, let's search keyword search Deep, put every single card in there, and fill in with two additional cards. <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna see that. We're gonna see the. Yeah, landmark oh, we're definitely going to see that. Landmark, 
and yeah. Talia done. Which, which is deck. I think, and this seems like it's kind of a theme for a lot of the cards. I feel like the devs have really pushed the they've pushed the complexity and therefore like the skill, the distance between the skill floor and the skill ceiling for these cards, I think has widened. Yes. Which is cool. And which is what you would expect to see when we're on our third set. Right. Um, or wait, fourth set, technically third set. If you count Bilgewater Twelfth as set, yeah, yeah. whatever, uh, uh, whatever set we're on, um, it's pushed because I think, if you do the let's search landmark, put as many, let's just jam as many as we can in here without thinking and play Talia. I have a feeling people are going to play Talia and be very underwhelmed by her. But I also think uh, I'm, you know, a player, uh, a high level player or not even necessarily a high level player. Once if, if the community or competitive players take the time to actually test and f like, figure out what the best numbers and ratios and strategies and actually lines of play with Talia are once she gets optimized. I think she can actually be very powerful, but I think her game, um, her, the way that she ends up playing out is going to look a little bit different than decks we're used to is my inclination. So my long winded yeah, I, way I, of saying no to nope, I agree. this question. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, exactly. I, like I, exactly. That's all I say. Yes. Um, do, 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 do. I don't want to answer that. Okay. No, that's do, not. Do, 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 do. I don't want to answer that. Do, let's do, do. <laughs> I didn't even post. One, I posted is there the, one more the that username. We want? <laughs> Just posted the uh, username and didn't Yeah, I forgot to post the extra question, so I don't think I can actually answer that. All right. Uh, here's one from. Let's just do this one from Nerd Strong. Okay. I got one for you. With Lysandra's new kit, we yep. are seeing a lot of new options in building a proper control deck, uh, a la blue-black control from Magic. Uh -huh. Do you think we are on the course for players being able to say my favorite catchphrase, and I'm using quotes, draw, go? I mean, if you watch uh, arguably one of the best players in the world, though he's kind of inactive right now, Rattling Bones play um, uh, the Feel the Rush deck or War Mother's Control, they say they play draw go all the time. In fact, many high level players, almost regardless of deck, would gladly play draw go if possible. Um, uh, open passing at high levels is very much a uh, a strong play a lot of times, and it's a way that you can uh, uh, you know gain an advantage over opponents for sure. So. I think at high, high levels, we're already seeing Drago as almost like the go-to strategy, and that's kind of like goes with the lobster pass that we've talked about. Um, but to answer the spirit of the question, um, I don't know that Lissandra necessarily changes too much in that uh, in that category because I think a lot of... Like if you wanted to, and it, it's it's existed before. If you want to build like a Shadow Isles Freljord deck that's like nothing but removal and has one win con, which is kind of what like the traditional like blue black control deck is, like you can already do that, and it's, it's only sometimes good. Yeah, uh, that's that's my dream. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I, my favorite thing to do is not play cards in card games. So yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I, without going too like deep into the theory and whatnot behind Runeterra, I think that the the way that we you know see Draga like the the deck that I always think of for like the blue black control deck, at least one that I played, was a blue black control deck. Uh, when I think it was Guilds of or it was uh the second Ravnica. So like Return to Ravnica, Guilds of Ravnica, uh, and I think Innistrad, the first Innistrad. I might be mixing up my time periods, but like, um, when those were legal, and um, like there's a blue black control deck that was literally nothing but counter spells, uh, counter spells and removal. I think it had one like seven mana like kill spell or seven mana like. Um, creature that you could kill with, and then like the main win condition was decking them out with Nefalia Drownyard, which was a land. Yeah, I love that deck. Yeah, that it's deck was favorite. great, and it did nothing except for reactively deal with your opponent's stuff. It never attacked, or maybe there, I don't even remember if there was an actual kill condition in the deck. I think it was just the lands. Um, it was literally just Drownyard. Yeah, it was just Drownyard. That type of deck is much rarer in Runeterra by design because combat is so important. And I think that Runeterra makes combat feel more impactful and better as well as champions, right? Cause champions effectively are, uh, you know, creatures in magic, right? So because champions, um, you know, are such a big part as well as combat is such a big part of Runeterra. It probably won't be like that. Although, um, Drizoth, who's a top player, did make a Shadow Isles PNZ hex core deck that literally ran the only units it ran were two Zonite Urchins. And it just won through decking out and go hearts. <laughs> so you can do it now. And maybe Talia or yeah. not Talia. Um maybe um Lissandra helps Sandra. that, but she also like, I mean, her whole thing. There are three units involved with Lissandra. Lissandra, Frostguard, Thralls, and Watchers, so I don't know if that necessarily counts. <laughs> yeah, you, you need units specifically, so... I guess you can just Ice Shard your opponent out, maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But Just Ice Shard them out. Let's go. Yeah, just, just Shard them out! I don't know. That's what I got. That's what I got for you. Um. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, anything that's, else that's that we want to touch on? Um... Jeez, I I feel like we had some other stuff, but my brain can only think I about. I mean, we talked about like a million spoilers. Sandra. Yeah, we talked about like yeah, a million there was spoilers. something else that was like podcast news, but I don't remember. So was there? Um, uh, seasonal the LOR seasonal is happening this weekend. If you uh, yeah. are wanting to watch competitive Runeterra, it's going to be on. Actually, I don't know if they revealed the Somewhere. channel. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on. Uh, I don't remember. Just check the Play Runeterra Twitter. <laughs> I think It'll they've be either, somewhere. They've either tweeted it out or or are going to tweet it out. I don't remember um, if they've tweeted One out. One of those probably will be true. Yeah. I was told what the channel is, but I don't, remember, I don't know if it's public information yet, and I don't know if they've tweeted it out. But just check at Play Runeterra for that um, and uh, watch uh, watch that. Um, yeah. Our boy, uh, our bar boy Boulevard is going to be on the analyst desk, which is pretty cool. Yeah. As well as uh, Amazonian and um, Silver Fuse as well. And Swim. I mean, yep. so many so many friends of us and friends of the podcast. It's stacked. It's stacked. stacked is what it cast. And then, you know, freaking pastry time, too. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of them. 
Don't ne- never, never heard of never it. Never heard either. of it. No. Nope. Um, but with that, Saucy, where can people find you on the internet when you're not here on the podcast? Ah, yes. Um, you can find me on the internet doing things. Uh, saucy.live is my website. Um, I will say, uh, if you're not following my YouTube, do because next week, I can't say specific dates, but early in the week, there will be a lot of uh, very sweet goodies coming about Ooh. from the new set uh, before the expansion goes live so Ooh. if you want potential necklace and stuff that's going out early and all next week at least i'll probably be streaming once this sets out like 12 hour streams till the end of time so uh on twitch i'm just saucy mailman good 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 well i am on twitter at the underscore blevins you can also find me Casting Giant Slayer Fight Nights on Fridays, although not this Friday specifically because of the seasonal. Twitch.tv slash Giant Slayer LOR. Make sure you are checking out the seasonal support, uh, competitive Runeterra and all that stuff there. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Runeterrible on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to deckpicks.live. The best place to go to find stuff about the podcast and also just to find myself and Saucy is discord.me slash rune terrible radio we post all of the updates and everything there the community is amazing also saucy and i essentially live there and if yes. you want to go super primo non-pleb version you can go to patreon.com slash rune terrible radio and support us there as well but that is gonna be it for this episode again next week sets released we'll have everything we'll be doing a whole release super episode extravaganza like we normally do but until then i'm blevins for me and for saucy mailman thank you all for listening we'll be back next week talk about some more legends of runeterra 